you know, sometimes I criticize a show or a movie for um, hitting us over the head too much uh, and and not using subtlety to its advantage because sometimes it's like, why are you being so blatant? Oh, my God, we get it. And then sometimes it's, it's the other end. It's, it's like sometimes it's too subtle where it's like, oh, they're saying what about this? Really? Oh, and then I got to read, you know, I got to read into it to figure out what's going on. Um, the boys, uh, with its season finale for season two, kind of, you know, if you read what's going on in the United States right now, um, if you just read the news or listen to the news, credible sources of news, and then you watch the show, you, you can understand the comparison. Um, I think if one isn't paying attention, it might fly over their head, but you know they would still be entertained by it because just it's just great storytelling and acting and directing, and the, the action is just ridiculous. Uh, the gore is just ridiculous. But and f- for for those who even have you know a little bit of knowledge of what's going on. I think the boys, especially in this season, illustrated that quite well. It illustrated it well enough to where you see what's going on in the show and and, and you can make comparisons to what's going on in the United States right now. And and they did that throughout season two with um, his basically, you know, well, you have Vought this super powerful corporation that has their hands in basically everything, whether it's like a restaurant, pharmaceuticals, uh, it, it just runs the whole gamut. They're, 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 they're basically a PR firm for, for superheroes, for the superheroes to themselves, um, get wealth, uh, and popularity. And with that comes, you know, even more wealth, and they have protection from this corporation from, you know, whether it's government or whoever, they, there's a shield. So you have this huge, big, powerful corporation, and you see that in the United States, just how there's there's certain few corporations that are running things as opposed to, you know, the mom-and-pop shops that, that I, you know, I'm almost 44, and I remember the mom-and-pop shops, you know, and they've, they've just been, you know, slowly for these past 40 years just, just going away. Um, but then you have the cults of personality. Uh, you have the cults of personality who utilize modern technology to spread their propaganda, spread the word, and influence people who may not be informed enough, um, to do things that they probably wouldn't imagine themselves doing, uh, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. And this was illustrated very well with with Stormfront. Um, And it's so interesting because there's the Billy Joel references all throughout, you know, the boys, which which I which I think is great. Listen, I'm from Long Island. Uh, I live on Long Island uh, right now. And and it's it's almost a law that you have to like Billy Joel if you're on Long Island. So to to hear uh, the Billy Joel references is good. But, you know, Billy Joel had an an album called Stormfront. Um, However, though. (laughs) The superhero Stormfront has 
the polar opposite to do with um with Billy Joel. And 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 Stormfront is also the the name of a um of a white supremacist publication as well. So I, I wonder if the the creators had that in mind. Um uh, with the boys, I'm not too fam- I don't know if Stormfront was also the name of the, the villain in the comic. I am not familiar with the comic at all, but now I want to read the comic. Um, and I, I for the little of that that I know that certain changes were made, whether it's like gender or, you know, so on and so forth. Because um, I believe the Stormfront in the com- comics was a man while Stormfront in the show was a woman. But um, but Stormfront, the, the Stormfront character portrayed how people can get indoctrinated through information, how the information's presented, how it's dispersed. And it showed that she, you know, she was a hundred years old, but then she, you know, and through her life, um, was able to learn and she was a Nazi. So, so Nazis excelled in propaganda and, you know, you keep feeding the same things over and over again and make it easy to remember and you just have it drummed into your head without keeping it in check, without looking at the evidence, without using um, tools that journalists use to disseminate fact from fiction, without having the, the charismatic, uh, whether it's podcast or radio host, television personality with their bells and whistles, not telling you the facts but, but presenting – their narrative, their story in such an entertaining way that it pulls people in. And it, cre- and, and, and it pulls people in to where they create their own advertising. They say something outrageous and the people who are against that repeat that and then it goes on and on and on and on and then the word gets out there. That's kind of how Trump um, rose to where he is now and the parallels, parallels are pretty clear when it comes to whether it's Homelander or Stormfront and comparing them to Trump, uh, comparing them to the Republican Party, comparing them to what people in power try to do to take over the narrative, to take over the information. And um, at least on the boys, it showed how, you know, ragtag resistance um, fought these superheroes physically, but but the Stormfront was brought or, or half of the the way Stormfront was brought down. She was brought down physically, ultimately brought down physically because, um, you know, all the propaganda in the world would not have been able to stop her. You needed the, the, the physical strength of the superheroes. However, <coughs> when, when, um, a train got that information from the, you know, the, whatever that Scientology knockoff, the Scientology, uh, knockoff, um, uh, organization, it showed the power of messaging and it showed how someone's image, you know, if built up for so long, it starts crumbling down and, and you lose, you lose trust, you lose, you know, trust in the people, especially if it directly affects them. And I think a parallel to Trump is that we're seeing that when, when the coronavirus hit, you know, he was, he, he, he was doing okay. The economy was doing okay. There, there was a greater chance of him winning re-election. Now uh, we're October 9th, two thousand twenty. Um, Biden has a significant lead. That doesn't mean Trump isn't going to win, but but uh, Trump's popularity 
uh, at least in the polls, keeps going down. And it's because I think people are getting directly affected. And with um, someone like Stormfront, her actions, uh, you know, did directly affect people. And uh, with the information that was out there, it, it would have come out anyway. Uh, Maeve used information to protect herself, to protect uh, Elena, her girlfriend, and to get her back into the Seven and kind of normalize things because she used information as blackmail for Homelander. Because Homelander and all the superheroes, even though they show incredible strength, they're still human beings. They're still human beings with, with all their flaws. And that's what I think makes the boys such a such a great show and it's kind of in the spirit of Watchmen too where you have these superheroes but but they're human beings and superheroes and human beings are flawed and you can have all the superpowers in the world but but you can still be flawed and your insecurities will go with you regardless of the superpower and and if you give someone so much power and they're not kept in check or if they're not if they're mentally unhinged, someone who is mentally unhinged and has a lot of power is a dangerous thing, which is why we like to have checks and balances like the United States Congress and Senate and Supreme Court, hopefully. But then when they go along with the person in power, you know, whether it's fear or whether, you know, whether it's fear of losing, losing their job or just just outright devotion to a cult of personality, you know, it's it, it becomes a harder thing to fight. The fight is still worth fighting. No, don't get me wrong. But it'd be a lot easier if this power was in check. And I think that's what the the boys also alludes to, keeping this incredible amount of power in check and doing all we can to do it and just how difficult that might be. Um, and then the relationship with, with Ryan, you know, and, and his mother and and his father, Homelander, how they're trying to explore that. It's like Homelander just... You know, he is a human and and the story they're giving Homelander is just how he was raised and he is a product of how he was raised. Nobody was really close to him because he said on this episode because they feared him and because they feared him, they kept their distance. And because they kept their distance, though, he became something terror, someone terrifying. So it created this this cycle. Now, what um, I forgot Butcher's wife's name, but but that's what she was doing with Ryan and she was doing it pretty well under the protection of Vaught until things went awry. So I hope for season three, <coughs> they bring Ryan back and they explore the, and you know, Homelander is going to go after him because, you know, Homelander wants to be loved. You've been seeing that since the first season. He is this deeply flawed human who hasn't had love in his life and he just wants to be loved and, and, you know, Nobody's loving him because he's a hurt person and hurt people hurt people. And because he's hurting people, less people are going to love him. And then the cycle continues. So it's going to be fascinating to see where he goes. Um, he, he's going to be probably trying to find Ryan. Um, it's going to be interesting, the relationship between Huey and Starlight Um where Butcher goes and where the, is his mother's milk going to be still be around? What is going to happen with um, with Frenchie and and um, I forgot her name, but um, the 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 superhero who lost her brother. 
So it's um, it was a satisfying season finale in that it tied up the loose ends, but then it it wasn't too much of a cliffhanger. Well, actually, it kind of was because now you have the the Newman character, um, who in in the comic I did read was a man. But it's 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 kind of cool. Uh, and I'm being a New Yorker. How she's obviously Victoria Newman is obviously a play on um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, and but you know, I, I, the only difference being, I'd like to think uh, that AOC wouldn't wouldn't go in that direction if she did have superpowers. I, I think she's, um, I think she has, I think her values and morals and beliefs are are do no harm as opposed to Victoria Newman, who quite frankly does a lot of harm. So I was, you know, I was curious who I, I knew they. They didn't find the person who was exploding all the heads, who was blowing up all the heads. And I, w- I was trying to think of who it was. Like, was it Lenny? Was it Butcher's brother? Was it... I I, I didn't know. Uh, but now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, so, yeah, it'll be cool to see Huey's relationship with, with Newman. Uh, that Newman is rising politically. So uh, we'll see how far she goes and maybe Huey will come with her. But just as, you know, a uh, unknowing accomplice in her nefarious deeds. So. um, So, yeah, I think what stood out to me the most uh, earlier, I I spoke about information and how and how it gets to people. There was a sequence earlier this season where it showed, you know, a college kid did the same thing every morning. He would get up at like 7.30. He would make his mom breakfast, kiss his mom goodbye. He'd go to get some coffee. He'd see the same guy every day. He'd go to school. He'd, But all throughout this, he had his, you know, his, his listening to podcasts on his phone, listening to people on the radio when, when he would wake up in the morning, watching stuff on TV, and he would get all this information in to the, to the point where he became so scared so afraid that superheroes would come after him. He would. He thought a human was a superhero, and he ended up killing that person uh, at the convenience store out of fear. And it is quite the the analog to to what we're seeing now. Uh, you you th- you pick the white supremacist du jour in 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 the United States now. How they're indoctrinated through podcasts, through YouTube, and and it usually starts with something benign. You know, the 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 the, the Nazi could be a guest on a popular podcast and they, I don't know, talk about music or they talk about something benign and, and you think, wow, this guy likes the same music I do, you know, but then he mentions one thing, you know, and then he, those seeds are planted. So it's like, whoa, let me listen to, to this guy's podcast. And, and then that's where you go a little deeper and that's where you go a little deeper and that's where you slowly become indoctrinated again, without having, um, a source of information with journalistic journalistic integrity. Um, you know, uh, pundits like this always talk a big game about we have to fight power and speak truth to power, and that's what I'm doing now. But if they do it with with lies, um, one, they're no better than the people that they accuse of fighting. But two, if they're enabling uh, certain administrations to lie, they're really not keeping. Um, power in check. They're enabling that power. So that's why, you know, a job like journalists are so important because they have the tools to tell you, to the best of their knowledge, what a fact is, the nuance 
with with any kind of information, um, the gray areas, and so you are well informed enough to to make the decision yourself. And if and if they make a mistake, any credible source would correct it right away. Uh, some of them will do an autopsy, for lack of a better word, and, and tell you how, what led them to make a mistake and what they're doing to, to not make those mistakes again. But, you know, mistakes happen. It's just owning up to it. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's, so we're, we're seeing that. We're, we're seeing that through, through scapegoating and hatred and fear and people will do things because they're scared and, and people will, will do these evil things but they think they're doing something good. Those are the most fascinating villains. The most fascinating villains are the ones who think they're on the side of right and they must harm someone for the greater good. Um, I'm sure Stormfront went to her grave, or actually she's not dead, which is, you know, who knows where that's going to be. But um, I'm sure when she was, you know, you know, charred and burnt like that and in shock um, that she still thought she was on the side of right, you know, protecting what she values. So it's just, um, it's, with her, with that philosophy though, the problem was that she was committing a ton of harm uh, in the name of what she thinks is good. So so I think a good balance is you want to do the least amount of harm Um you know, and with the best amount of justice, fairness, and equity, and equity for all. That's why we have these systems. And you know, it's not just one person ruling everything uh, because they think they can fix it and they think they know the best. That's where the danger lies. Even if you agree with a person a thousand percent, you know, to give someone that amount of power, even if you agree with him is a dangerous thing. I, 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 I've always said I'm, I'm a, a Bernie Sanders Democrat. I voted for Sanders in the primary, even though there was no chance of him winning. I voted for him in New York. I knew Biden was going to win New York, but I wanted to make a statement and I am a thousand percent behind, behind Biden now. Um, and that, and that being said, I, I would say repeatedly, if Bernie Sanders, um, acted like Trump, as far as trying to tear down what democracy is, I would be voting the, for the Republican against him. And I am not a Republican at all um, because it's about values. It's about va- valuing democracy, even though I agree with every policy measure that Sanders has. If, if he would have tried to get to those policies using the same tactics as Trump, that's that's a no-go. And it would be agonizing because I would believe in those policies, but I I, I guess not I guess I, I do believe in democracy more. So these are the things that the boys had me thinking of um, all throughout while I was watching it, and I believe it was purposely done. Um, they're they're drawing comparisons to definitely what's going on today, um, right now in this country. And I think it's a good learning tool, especially for people who may not be aware of what's happening. You can say, oh, yeah, remember in the boys when, you know, the, the guy got the information out there and, you know, and, and he ended up killing, killing the convenience store person? You know, well, that's based on, you know, a person who listened to this and then he was radicalized. And, and, then, you can, and then you can start from there. 
So, uh, yeah, so really, really good. Really, really good. I'm looking forward to, uh, to the next season. It's, um, very good show with characters, with the action. It's very, very gory. And I, this is, I was, I'm someone who's, you know, raised on horror movies. And, uh, sometimes I was like, Oh, Oh my God. And, you know, they, they kind of do that on purpose. So you have the action, you have the great acting, you have well fleshed out characters because, you know, the long shows allow, allow, um, allow you to do that. And that's, that's the beauty of, um, of, TV these days. And speaking of TVs, the TV these days, I kind of liked, you know, I kind of liked the, the week to week, um, waiting week to week. It, it allowed space instead of, and I have no problem watching one, sh- one episode after the other. So I can go either way, but this, this was nice. Maybe because there's so many other shows that I can watch that aren't, that I'm, I won't, you know, be anxious waiting for the next uh, episode to come. Cause there's so many options. But this was, it was nice. It was nice, you know, I guess having somewhere to go, having some appointment TV, watching a new episode each week. Um, you know, it's a Friday night. Um, I got off work. I work from home. Um, you know, where the hell am I going to go? We're still in a pandemic. We are still in a pandemic. So uh, wear a mask. Um, and I think that's it. You know, so a lot of this podcast was about information, where to get it, uh, what to do with it. Um, and I, I, I always end my podcast now by saying, get your information from credible sources. So that's the New York times, the BBC, NPR, USA today. Um, uh, their, their podcast equivalents, um, get it from there. Uh, it, it will show if you just read the articles, rarely are they partisan? You know, unless you read an editorial, then they're, then they're partisan. But, you know, a tried and true article, it, it gives you the information. It gives you the gray area, um, which is good, which is, which is what you need to be informed. They, they check the facts. So please use information like that. We're in a pandemic. This is life or death stuff. And the information in those sources of news could save your life, especially the science stuff. So we want, um, people who use science. It's not a question of whether you believe science. It's, it's whether you accept the evidence that science puts forth. So use the science, listen to the science, uh, look at the science, read the science. If you have any questions, science is about asking questions, ask an expert in the field, your question, try to find one. It's, we have the internet, um, you know, an expert, an expert that uses consensus, not a rogue doctor who thinks that, I don't know, licking doorknobs is, is good for you. You know, you you don't want that. You want, uh, an expert that goes along with the consensus done by the scientific method. That's the difference. Cause sometimes there are some charlatans out there or people who, who are just, um, fanatics who have a philosophy that's straight from the beaten path and they use that. They use that to sell themselves. They say, well, I'm a rebel and the establishment won't listen to me, but I know I'm right and be a rebel like me. They might be a rebel, but uh, the cause is, is, is not just the cause is usually getting themselves attention, making themselves money, and it's not for the common good. So be wary of that. It's, it's, it's tricky out there. But a good way to, uh, to arm yourself with information, knowledge is power, is through those credible sources 
that I've mentioned. So, um, so yeah. So along with that, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at MMAM Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at MMAM Podcast. You can email me at MMAM Podcast at gmail.com. All right, everyone. Take care. Later. <laughs>